everybody. It's Sue Bidstrup with the Great Big Yes podcast. Thank you so much for being here. As you know, on this podcast, I encourage you to say yes to a greater calling in your life, to live with passion and purpose and make a difference in the world. And many of you know that I'm a life coach. I have a membership group uh, where I coach people together. It's group coaching, teaching, community, collaboration, and I coach one-on-one. And I love coaching women entrepreneurs and business owners, women who have a dream or a passion that they're ready to pursue. So I help them overcome fear and find clarity so they can launch and grow their business and their impact and their influence without losing their mind. And one of the things that comes up a lot is women say, okay, I'm ready to do this thing, but I'm out there looking at all the things that the world is telling me. I need to have Instagram. I need to have Facebook. I need to have a website. I need to have LinkedIn. I need to have Twitter. I need to have all these things, right? And there's just this huge learning curve. And so part of what I see my role is, is to kind of curate some of that for you, right? So you don't have to go out there and buy a bunch of programs or, or hire a bunch of experts to even just get started. But I can help you kind of weed through some of it because I'm out there in the world. I love marketing and I am joining a lot of groups so I can learn how to do these things so I can share with you kind of what's important and really pinpoint what I think you need to launch because this preparation phase or this phase of learning a lot of times becomes procrastination. And we get in the way of ourselves, right? And so I want to take all those obstacles out of the way for you. And so I'm really excited about today's conversation because it's with Ash Kennedy, and she is the founder of Creative Freedom Social Marketing. She is a LinkedIn expert. And many of you have asked me, how do I do LinkedIn? And the truth is, I don't really know a lot about LinkedIn. I'm learning as we're speaking, and Ash has taught me a lot through this conversation, Uh, but I can't wait to bring this to you because I do believe this will help you if you're kind of stuck on LinkedIn. Now, many of you may think LinkedIn is not for you, and Ash talks about that at the beginning. She claims it's for everybody. And I do believe that this is a little bit of an untapped market here. You know, we're getting really saturated on Facebook and Instagram, and we're wondering, have has Facebook had its moment, right? Like, where's the place to go? Is everyone just on Twitter? These are the questions people are asking. And LinkedIn is a great place to connect with other professionals. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation with Ash. I hope you enjoy it. If you have any questions or you want to talk more about your business, about launching, about overcoming fear, about finding clarity, if you want to learn more about Team Yes or join us on Team Yes, I would love to talk to you. You can go to greatbigyes.com and schedule a 20-minute free phone call with me, or you can just email me at greatbigyes1 at gmail.com. I would love, 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 love to talk to you. All right. Enjoy. All right. Hi, Ash. How are you doing? Hey, Wendy. I'm doing well. It's so good to have you on. I appreciate you saying yes to this. I want to pick your brain about Instagram, or I mean about LinkedIn, because we're always talking about Instagram. <laughs> we met through Social Curator with Jasmine Starr, and um, I'm always talking about Instagram. And so whenever clients ask me about LinkedIn, I'm I'm like a deer in the headlights. I'm like, I don't know, but I will find out for you. And so I found out that you know all about LinkedIn and you agreed to kind of come on and share with us some tips and tricks. I think it's kind of a mystery 
to a lot of people who even feel comfortable in social media and they're on Facebook and they're on Instagram and they just are a little bit scared of LinkedIn, almost like it's kind of buttoned up and really businessy. Um, and so I want you to kind of dispel the myths and tell us what's new for LinkedIn for 2020. Is that good? Yes, that sounds perfect. Awesome. So okay. let's talk about first, one of the questions you would ask me is who should use LinkedIn for business or LinkedIn at all? And my answer is everyone. Um, you know, right now with everything that's going on with COVID and lots of job loss, lots of business loss, really no matter if you are job searching or you are looking for warm business leads. So maybe you're an online service provider like we are, you should be over on LinkedIn because I will tell you, I used to work in corporate and we would look at everyone's LinkedIn, no matter what, we would never tell them, but we would look at it. So if you're job searching, yes, you need to have a great LinkedIn because that's part of your personal brand. But also if you are an online service provider or you're even thinking about pivoting. Maybe you're sitting in a desk chair every day. Maybe you're sitting in that cubicle. You still need to be building your personal brand, no matter who you are, small business, everyone should be on it right now. Okay. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And also it intimidates me because I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> um, okay. So I had so many different questions for you, but I love that you answered who should use it. So we're, everyone's using it. Um, yes. how does it differ from Instagram and Facebook if you're used to using those platforms? Yes. Okay. So let's walk through how we use Facebook. Um, Facebook for a lot of people is memes. Uh, so maybe it's entertainment. Uh, maybe they're posting pictures of their kids or their family. They're keeping up with their friends or, you know, maybe they're arguing about politics, you know, anything. <laughs> it's, it's a hot mess. We know yeah. it is. It's a landmine. Um, you never know what you're going to get over there. It's a landmine. And so that's what everybody's doing on Facebook. Okay. They're in groups doing some business, but by and large, it's for entertainment. And then what are we doing on Instagram? It's for inspiration. It's creativity. Yes, it's some business, but most people are going to Instagram either to post to their own feed and engage with other people, or it's something, you know, more inspirational. Right. That's what a lot of the you know, images are about. It's inspirational. And then what are people going to LinkedIn for to do business? It's an established fact that LinkedIn is for business. No one's over there posting memes or uh, pictures of what they ate for lunch at the cute new <laughs> restaurant. It's, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it, so that's part, that is one of the reasons that I think a lot of small business and just everyone in general, but especially small business owners should be looking at LinkedIn because your audience is already warm to the fact that that's what we're all here for. It's already an established, you know, agreement, unset agreement that we're here because we're business people. Um, so it really lends itself a lot more to, you know, warm business leads. And, you know, we talk a lot in email marketing and just marketing in general about whether a, a lead or a prospective client is warm or cold. If it's a total stranger, they're cold, obviously. If they're warm, it's someone who maybe has heard about you, you've talked to them, you know, they have some kind of um, familiarity with you and maybe you've already started that no like, and trust factor. Um, so that's part of why I like LinkedIn is we're already starting to warm up. They're not totally warm, um, but we're already kind of on the same 
wavelength. This is for business. I like that. And then I noticed on LinkedIn, it has like, it's almost like the level of connection, right? So it's like you, you have a, I've, how do they call it? But it's when you're connected directly or when you're connected, like you each have a friend in common. Can you talk a little bit about that? Is that how people find each other? Yes. So there's first, second, and third connections. So first connection is when I have personally connected with you. So if I send you a connection request on LinkedIn, we are linked. We know each other. Um, second connection is somebody that you know that I'm not already connected to. So you're connected to that person, okay. but I'm not. So that's really a lot of the value in LinkedIn. Yes is that some of your connections are gonna know people that you wanna do business with. They're gonna be connected. So I know you and I were talking a little bit earlier before we started recording about, we have a similar target market, a similar ideal client. Yeah. We're you know working with the same type of person. So that means you and I are both gonna be connected to people that would be each other's ideal client. So that is a gold mine. Right. So I love this because, okay, so on LinkedIn, so whereas on Facebook, I'm friends with a lot of like friends and family, yeah. neighbors, that kind of thing on LinkedIn or on Instagram, it feels, you know, it's a, it's a bigger kind of thing, but it's more like people are, are like looking at pretty pictures and whatever. So on LinkedIn, I want to focus on my ideal client and how to connect with my ideal client on LinkedIn. Would you say that's true? Yes. And okay. let's be let me be very clear here <laughs> because, uh, okay. Everybody knows what the Hey girl private message is. Uh -huh. Slides into your DMS. Hey girl, how are you doing? Haven't chatted since we went to high school together. I have a business opportunity. I'd love to chat with you about. No. How about no? no thank you. <laughs> no. So do not do that on LinkedIn. Hear me say it loud and clear. Don't right. do it. Um, I have literally this week had people who um, have agencies that have slid into my LinkedIn messages doing that. That is a cold audience. Okay. Think about, you know, we always talk about like different marketing things in terms of dating. How are you going to feel if somebody walks up to you and just like starts kissing you or something and you've never even met them or what? I don't even know. I'm like, what's like the, I, I don't even want to go to how like, <laughs> Yeah, like how aggressive that is to do that but it's it's aggressive so don't do it um and it's cheesy it feels inauthentic it just feels icky yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think people think that what they're doing is educating the people they've connected with on what they do but when it when neither of us has really said hello and it's a um straight into this is what i do this is who i help if you want to chat, da, 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 no, we don't even know each other. We just met, we just connected. So when you first connect, it needs to be, Hey, thanks so much for connecting. I was looking at your profile and I saw, uh, you worked at so-and-so or you help so-and-so, or you, we have a common friend or whatever, whatever. Think about it in terms of how do you get to know the person first? You need to get to know that person because if you're straight out of the gate hitting them with your sales pitch, you don't even know that they're your ideal client. Yeah, their information on their profile might make it seem that way, but do you know how many times people totally pivot or they totally change life situations or jobs and what they have on there has not been updated right. and you don't know it and right. then you message them 
and go, actually, I got fired today, or actually, I'm not doing that anymore, whatever, whatever. You're making an assumption based on what you read. You need to get to know them first and see what's going on. And also, who buys from a total stranger other than you know, something you absolutely need. If it's something like an online service where you really kind of have to warm people up, if you require an email newsletter to warm people up to what you're selling, especially high dollar package, do not go straight in for that sale in that first message. Well, you just think about it from a social standpoint of when you meet people. Right. Like you said, you don't go up and start kissing them, but you also don't go up and, and invite them to spend the night at your house or come to your lake yeah. house or whatever. Like you're going yeah. to talk to them Hey, how are you? I, I heard you know so-and-so or whatever. You, so it's using those instincts. And I always tell people that I'm coaching too with this is they're like, well, I just feel kind of icky doing that. I'm like, I'm like, if you feel icky, it's icky. Don't do it. <laughs> like you don't want to change who you are. Like have some integrity. We don't need to like land grab on social media like crazy people and show up in our bikinis. And like, I won't be wearing a thong anytime soon on social media. Like, but people do crazy things for followers and for likes, but those aren't the people that I want to coach. Those aren't the people that I'm, you know, working with. So I want to okay. show up in a way that they would want to hire me. Like you said, like show up professional, be reasonable. <laughs> um, yes. I have a question then. Do you comment? So that's like kind of DMing and slipping in and trying to get like in messaging, but do you comment on people's posts? Or how do you kind of encourage one another? You know, on Instagram, I know how to do that. But like, how would you kind of, um, like, are you interacting through posts with people or no? Yes. Okay. So what I tell everybody for LinkedIn is it's just like every other platform. And our, Jasmine, our friend Jasmine Starr yeah. said this, give the engagement that you want to get. So you need to go be reading people's articles, liking them, commenting on them. They're going to come back and do the same thing for you. Also keep in the back of your mind, everyone can see what you're doing. So it's not like some of the other social platforms where you can go, um, you know, like a photo or, um, or comment somewhere and people really don't note your followers and your friends don't really notice unless they stumble across it. This is, I can go to your profile, click on your activity and see what you've done. <laughs> right. So, so just be careful. Yeah. You want to make sure that where you're engaging and your activity on LinkedIn is lending itself toward what you're doing, people you want to be associated with. So again, it's not for, um, entertainment it's to establish that you are an expert in what you do. That's your whole purpose on being in LinkedIn. You're establishing your brand as an expert. So make sure everything you're doing, everything you're posting is conveying that. I love that. There. Yeah. And you said I can use um, different media on it. So I want to get to that as far as video and audio. But I also, I, I've heard something. There's a difference between kind of sharing a blog post from your blog or writing an article. And I've heard that writing an article is more beneficial because, but then you can lead people back to your blog from it, but that you actually create it on LinkedIn. Would you agree with that? Yes. Okay. Let me tell you how to do it. Okay. <laughs> do it. LinkedIn is, can be a great traffic driver to your website. Okay. Your website should sell what it is you do. And I even tell this to all of my clients that are social media clients. So I have a, an agent 
do we do social media management across the board, all different platforms? We drive eyeballs to your website. We don't make sales for you. Your website sells for you. So if you have a solid website, that's going to do the work for you. You're going to have sales pages on there. You're going to have your services, all that stuff. So you want to drive people from LinkedIn over to your website, just like you would with Instagram or Facebook, anything else. So with the blog post question specifically, what I would do is I would take part of your blog post, create an article on LinkedIn, and then say to read more, head to our blog. Don't give them the whole thing, make them go over. If they're interested enough to read down that far, make them click over to your website because then you get that web traffic that's bumping you up in Google and SEO ratings. That's helping your business overall. And helping you hopefully on your website, then you have something that says subscribe to my newsletter and then you're getting people who, who will. So, um, okay. And you mentioned that I can also share, because here's the thing, I'm already creating, you know, podcasts, videos, you know, I've got blog posts, there's a lot going on. So I don't necessarily need to recreate that, but I can share that. So I get it how to do an article, because that's easy. I could start an article, write like a paragraph and click them over to the blog. But what about like a podcast? Would I write an article, kind of like a couple sentences or something, and then say, I talked about this more on my podcast and link, is that kind of how you do it with everything? Do both. Do an art. Okay. So there's articles and there's posts on LinkedIn. So okay. a post, just like what it sounds like, it's the same as a post on Facebook. It's shorter. It's a blurb. It can have your link to your podcast in it. It can have a little blurb from the podcast, maybe something snappy someone said, and then a link to go over there. Then you could also do an article, which article is long, more long form usually. It's more like blog post style, it's longer. But you could do the same thing. You could take a few blurbs instead of just one, create an article, link over to the podcast. Same con, just articles a little bit longer. So when somebody's following me on LinkedIn, or we're connected, I guess is how it is, do they have, is there like a news feed? So like when I post a podcast or I post an article, does it pop up for them or do they have to come find me to see that? Here's one of the genius parts about LinkedIn. And this is part of why I love it so much. So when you do anything like that, so when you do any kind of post, any kind of article, LinkedIn is going to let your connections know that you've done that and it's going to be up in their notifications area. So when you click in notifications, you know, you scroll through there and you see everything. So-and-so had a birthday. So-and-so has a new job. Uh, Sue posted an article, awesome. you know, so they're going to get told that the other great thing about LinkedIn that none of the other platforms do is it sends an email that says, uh, XYZ people looked at your, profile this week. And it's a number. I say XYZ. It's not letters. It's numbers, but it's like One, 45 people. And so what that does is that creates curiosity because, you know, we're all nosy. We want to know, okay, who was looking at my profile? And so we click from our email and we go over to LinkedIn. So there's this feedback loop that they create, not feedback loop, but it's, you know, like a curiosity loop that keeps us going back to LinkedIn so then when people go over, they have a better chance of seeing your posts and your articles and, you know, whatever you're up to. I love that. That's helpful. So it's kind of like analytics in a way, like you can see who's looked at you. Can you see who's seen your posts or not really? You can just see if somebody's checked out your profile. That's right. Your profile. 
Okay. Okay. So if somebody was just going to get started on LinkedIn, um, what do they need? They need a professional headshot. They need what, like a elevator pitch kind of thing for the bio or what would you recommend that they kind of prepare to do this? Okay. So let's talk about your picture first. Your profile picture should not be a selfie that you took in the car with your seatbelt <laughs> on because there was good sunlight. Do not do that. It needs to be professional. It needs to convey that you're a person they can trust, that they can do business with, that they feel safe paying their money to. So it needs to be professional. Now it doesn't have to be that you go, you know, have professional headshots done and pay a bunch of money. You can literally just, you know, put your suit code or your whatever makes you look professional and feel confident, you know, hair, makeup, whatever it needs to be. And then take a, use your phone, your, everybody has some kind of phone like this that they can use or a camera if you have one. And maybe just a white background, stand in front of a wall and have somebody take your picture. Yep. That's it. It can be very simple. You need to look at the camera. Your eyes need to be looking into it and, um, you know, smile or look pleasant or look like, you know, you're not a serial killer in some way. <laughs> and that's what I actually talking. like the portrait mode on the iPhone for that. Mm, like yeah. You can have somebody take it of you and they do it in portrait mode. A lot of times those turn out really beautiful. They look professional. Yes. So it doesn't have to be, you know, anything fancy, but it does need to be clear. Um, it does need to be current. So don't use something that's 10 years old, you know, it looks a lot. Yeah, I'm 51. So like if I put something on there, if I was 35, people would be like, that's not the same person. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Use okay. a photo. <laughs> so, um, and then, okay. Yeah, go ahead. Well, your other, to your other question about the, I think you're asking about the bio. You're asking about the yes. bio section. So, on Instagram, we all know what our bio is there. So on LinkedIn, it's called your headline. It does not need to be the same thing that's in your Instagram bio. It needs to be different. So in your headline on LinkedIn, on your LinkedIn profile, you need to say who you help, how you help them, and why they should care. I so love it. it's not gonna say, <laughs> so like for instance, for you, you're not gonna say coach, uh, and then New York Times bestselling author. I mean, I'm not, but, <laughs> but if I was like, do you, you don't, it's not like a brag sheet. It's more like salesy. Like what, what am I going to do for you? So the person reading it sees how you can help them. Yes, exactly. It's, you don't want to just put what you do because they can see that down in your experience. They can read that further down that headline is to sell what you do to the person that needs it. So don't put coach, don't put such and such expert, don't put whatever it is. No one cares. They want to know how you can help them and if they want to do business with you or if they want to hire you. So this goes for even if you're a person that um, is just building their personal brand and maybe you're still working in corporate, you still need to talk about how you help why a recruiter or a hiring manager should care if you're a small business uh, provider, why they should want to buy your course, what uh, transformation do you provide, uh, what pain points can you resolve for them, or, you know, it's not just, it's like we say about sales pages, you don't just want to talk about the benefits, you want to talk about the transformation. That's right. Yes. So, okay, do, this is a weird question maybe, but do they use hashtags on LinkedIn? So I use them sparingly <laughs> and I, and only in posts. 
So when you do a small post, um, I might put, you know, two or three in there. I don't go crazy with it because when people go to LinkedIn, they're not really searching for hashtags. Hashtags really belong on Twitter, Instagram. We know that we use them there. That's how people find things. Um, LinkedIn, I mean, there's a search bar and people usually don't type in like hashtag coach. They just type in coach and then, you know, their city or whatever else. Okay. So this is interesting as a, like a coach, because for me, I'm trying to think, you know, if I went on there and I was looking for an accountant, that makes sense. Accountant, right? But there's so many different life coaches. There's so many different people in that space. So I'm trying to think, am I, am I saying like, so I'm saying my little elevator speech, you know, like I help women entrepreneurs overcome fear and find clarity so that they can say yes to living with passion and purpose and they can launch their dream and grow their business impact and influence. So I'm saying that stuff, but it feels kind of out there for LinkedIn. Like I almost feel like maybe I need to bring that in a bit and like say, I'm a life coach for women entrepreneurs. That's and right. then you need to they find me and I say more or I don't know. You know what oh, I mean? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So let's talk about it uh, in, from an elevator pitch standpoint. This is not your elevator pitch that you put okay. in there. Good. This is exactly what you said. Tighten it up to say, because if you go read and it has a bunch of words about, I do this and I do that and I do yeah. this. They need succinct. They need yes. you to succinctly say what you're going to do. But then you also want to make sure, like, if you have a very specific niche that you work with, you need to incorporate that into the wording so that if I, so let me ask, do you have a very specific, it's obviously um, females that you work with a lot. Is there any other kind of uh, specific thing that you could put in your headline? Um, well, I work with entrepreneurs. Like I work with women who, the thing is, um, a lot of women I work with are like, they feel like they have a purpose, like they're called to do something bigger and they want to do that. So a lot of them are believers. They're Christian women who are like, I have something I am called to do and I, this is my purpose in life. And they're just a little, they're like on the edge of it, right? So they could also be CEO of whatnot and feel like they're also called to write a book. So it's not always business, okay. like they could have a passion project. Some of my clients are nonprofit founders. Um, okay. So it's hard, but it's, it's the thing that they have in common is they all have a purpose that they're pursuing. So it could be a jewelry designer on Etsy, or it could be someone who just opened up a brick and mortar coffee shop. But there's um, kind of this, uh, this faith-based like um, purpose behind it, if that makes sense. And so it's, it's, I don't want to say um, it's only Christian women, because I think there's a lot of women who feel that sense of purpose, who wouldn't say I'm a Christian woman, but they feel this like calling on their life and they really like their legacy depends on it. Like they have this energy and this fire in them that they're like, I have to share this. Um, and so they're service minded. Um, it's more about growing, not just their business, but their impact and their influence in the world. Like these are world changers. They want to make a difference. It's not just, 
I want to sell a product, but it's, I want to sell a product because through that product, I'm going to serve the world in this way. I'm going to offer encouragement and inspiration and 10% is going to go to fight sex trafficking. And I'm, I mean, these people are amazing. And so how do I say all that in a business platform to, to grab those people? Okay. I heard you say several words that imply who you worked with or who you work with. So female and entrepreneur are given those two we know. So that's going to be in there. I heard you say faith based, but not necessarily. So maybe it's faith filled. So maybe they're not faith based. I love that. Yeah. Because well, the work that they're doing God. might not have anything. It's not a Christian product or something, but they are faith filled. Love it. Exactly. Got it. Because you can, even if they're not um, Christian or faith-based, they might be spiritual and yes. still be faith-filled. Yes. Maybe that overlaps. They both have faith. Um, then another thing you said was calling. So, you know, often that word is synonymous with faith-based, but not necessarily. Lots of people feel callings for different things and toward a purpose. You kept yes. saying purpose. So they're feeling a calling for the purpose. So I would include those words in there. Because when you use words that are also used by your ideal client in that, they see themselves in there. So that's not the same as your elevator pitch. It's a different way to, to word it. But just remember, you want to have the other thing about this headline that we're talking about on LinkedIn is that it is SEO keyword friendly. So view it like your website. You know how with your website, you really make sure you have lots of good keywords that relate to what you're talking about so that Google can crawl the page and rank you higher if you have lots of keywords that people specifically search for. So if you want to come up for faith-based or faith and coach, so maybe I go to LinkedIn and I'm, uh, say I'm a woman of faith and I type in coach, faith, Christian, something else. If you've got any of those terms in your headline, you're going to rank higher than just coach. Coach who helps and then a bunch of like, you know, vague words that aren't specific. So try to use specific words that a person that you would work with would search for. I love that. That's so helpful to everyone. So they can just look at their own kind of industry and the SEO words that would resonate with their right. ideal client. So that's, so we're putting those words in our headline. Yes. Okay. In a sentence that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard for me to narrow things down. As you can see, I go, I could go for hours on who I serve and I know exactly who I serve and I know exactly how to talk to her. I just don't know how to explain who she is. But once I start doing it, when people that resonate with it are like, that's me. Like I, but I just yeah. have to find a way to get it, you know, succinct. And I think we all kind of struggle with that. So on LinkedIn, you mentioned, we talked a lot about the uh, profile picture. And then you talked earlier when you and I were talking about the header. And I want to just make sure that people know that that's really important on LinkedIn. And it's not something to just kind of slap up a blue background. Yes, it's not enough to just have something behind your profile photo. So we're talking about that landscape long photo that goes behind your circle profile photo. The three things that are most important on your profile are going to be that header. It's called a header image. Your headline, which we just talked about, and also your profile photo. It's going to be the first thing that people come to when they come to your profile. 
It's going to be what they judge you on as to whether they do business with you, whether they hire you, whether they keep scrolling. If it's not interesting and it doesn't immediately convey what you do and how you can help, they will keep moving. So you need to make sure that you have a picture there that really tells what you do. So for you, with you being a coach, if you've got a program, if you have a premium service, a product, put that in there. Um, and also make sure to tell people, don't go crazy. Don't put, you know, 500 things in there. Put your thing that you really want people to most know about, to most, you know, inquire about, sign up for, whatever, whatever. Maybe it's an opt-in freebie. Maybe you're growing your list and you want them to check that out. Put that on there. So for example, if you go to mine, I have one that has an image that relates to what I do, that relates to social media. And then I have a um, text thread above that that says social media marketing. And then beside that, it says LinkedIn training and consulting. So it's very clear what I do as soon as you go there. Okay. So when you mentioned you could put in there your opt-in freebie, is that like a link? or it's like download the 10 reasons why, or the five reasons why, how do they get to that? Like I know, like on my website, it's very clear, like schedule your 20 minute free call, like button, button, button. How do you do that on LinkedIn? Yeah, so they're gonna go down further. They're gonna go in your about section. So they're gonna scroll a little bit. So you're retaining them on your page. They're going to scroll down to about, they're going to have to click more. And then in there, you're going to talk about what you do. This is not the place that you make a hard sell. So make sure you're not going in hard selling in that section, but you can link to your opt-in freebie there. Okay. So maybe your header image, do you have an opt-in freebie, like some kind of a, a guide or anything like I that? I do. Uh-huh. I do. Yes. Um, I don't love it. I'm, I'm in the midst of making a video that's going to tell people about my membership. Okay. And so that's what I would want to link to okay. is that they could see me talking about my membership. Okay. So you would want to mention in yours, you would want to mention your membership. Um, you would have that video farther down. So I would have a link to that video, maybe at the bottom of the about section. I would also probably have the video as a featured article. Um, you want to have different ways that they can get there. So if you go, for example, if you go to my profile, I have lots of testimonials because we have higher, uh, higher dollar packages. So we usually have clients that they want their Instagram, their Facebook and their Twitter or their Facebook and their Instagram and their YouTube. They want multiple things handled. They don't want to do it. We handle all of it for them. So I need to have testimonials where they can see, We've worked with people just like you before. We have lots of great reviews. Uh, we are dependable to do business with. So we have, I have testimonials in my about section. I also have testimonial graphics in my featured articles. So you want to put things on your profile that convey that you are an expert, that you are um, dependable in business, you're professional, those kind of things. I love that. Okay, so oh, one yeah. more thing about the headline. <laughs> Yeah. Before we move on from the headline. Um, so 
you know, we were talking about it being an elevator pitch and I just want to say it can take some time because you said, you know, I kind of struggle with the wording to put in there. That is probably one of the most time consuming pieces for you because it's going to take you a little bit to sit down and write and rewrite what you want multiple times. And that's part of the reason I do the LinkedIn one-to-one uh, -one workshop with people because we sit down and we kind of walk through all that stuff because you know, sometimes when you're in your business every day and you do it, it's hard sometimes to convey that in words exactly what you do. So when you have another person to reflect that back to you and talk about it, they hear things that you, you know, you just know it's just in your head. So that's part of what I do with the one-to-one -one LinkedIn workshop people is we sit down and I go through, what do you do? Tell me about your ideal client. How do you serve them? So we run through questions that help you formulate what that needs to actually look like. I love that. So tell people we're going to, um, we could talk for hours and days, I think, but we're going to kind of wrap up, but I want to know how would people reach you if they wanted to do your one-on-one -on -one or a workshop or just kind of get more into what you're doing? How do they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So if you want to go ahead and do the LinkedIn one-to-one -one workshop, which you know, I'm not sure how long I'm going to offer this. It kind of started as a COVID thing because I wanted to support people that had either lost their jobs or they were like a lot of my friends. They lost a ton of their business. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to last forever. Let me preface it that way. Um, but if you go to my Instagram account, it's at creative freedom VA, B as in Victor, A as in Apple, there's a link in my bio that takes you to a form for the workshop and it tells everything you need to know. You fill out that form. I get that. I go through it and review all of your stuff. Then we sit down on a Zoom call and we go one by one through everything in your profile and you do the work. This is action oriented. This is not like a course that you buy and you never do it. And it just, in your inbox. I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I love my courses. <laughs> Not that I speak from experience. <laughs> That's why I love being a coach because, yes, I mean, it, we get to talk about things, but we also get to take action and have a strategy and move forward. So you get yes. to be from where you are now to where you want to be. So I love that. And I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes for anybody who wants to follow up with you or has more questions about LinkedIn and um, I just appreciate you so much coming, coming on the podcast. And I, I love everything that you've shared. Thank you so much for having me. I don't, I hope everybody feels from this that they're, um, it's not scary. I don't want, I want everybody to be empowered and not kind of intimidated. Um, if anything, if I could say one thing to do today, just go log into your in, to your, um, I started to say Instagram, go log into your LinkedIn account and look around, you know, make sure you've got the app on your phone, do it also, lo uh, log into it also from your desktop, because it's different on your app versus on your desktop. There's different features that you can access in each one that you can't in the other one. So just go look around. Just oh, that's good to know that it's different on the laptop, or I mean the desktop and uh, the phone and all of that. That's good to know. Like go in there on your desktop, like invest some time in it. And that's awesome. So um, yeah. awesome. Well, I appreciate you so much. And I just thank you so much. Thank you for having me.